Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. Michaela, uh, you've been out of town this week. How, how has it been? What have you been up to? Uh, catching up on some movies, I hope. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't visit with people. Watch movies. That's what's important this time of year. That's right. Um, no, it's been really good. Uh, I did uh, see some dear friends uh, in, my, in my trip, but I watched a lot of Oscar contender hopefuls. Um, the nominations haven't come out yet, but there's lo- lots of lists out there for predictions of who's going to get nominated. Mm-hmm. And I have dipped into that list and made a dent in that list. I actually, one of the things that I did watch um, was The Last Duel. And if anybody will remember oh, okay. in like episode 50, we had talked about how we were very surprised that it did not make um, any of the prediction lists after about the time it came out. So it would, when it was buzzing and they were doing a lot of press around it, they thought that it was going to be an Oscar contender for sure. And if anybody doesn't mm-hmm. know this film, it stars Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, and Matt Damon. And so, and, it, and uh, J- Jody Comer. Excellent. Oh, as well there. Yeah. Yes, very much so. And so there was a lot of buzz around this film before it presented itself in the theaters. And then mm-hmm. it kind of died away. I finally watched it and now I understand why. So it's not <laughs> my favorite, but if you really love good acting, the acting is superb. It's just a very long, slow burn of a story. So there's not a lot of action in it. Mm-hmm. And because of the way in which it's filmed, it takes a long time to tell the story that have been told much soon, much quicker, I think. But the acting is amazing. So if you're still uh, on the fence about whether or not to see it, it's amazing. You should just go watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. It's um, it interesting. Yeah, because there was a ton of buzz about uh, that one. And then, yeah, like you said, it just kind of dropped off. And it was supposed to be like um, the the big year for Ridley Scott because that's his and uh, the House of Gucci and, uh, you know, kind of a, a similar kind of thing there for that one, too. So I guess yeah. we'll have to, we'll have yeah. to wait and see it. Uh, when the actual uh, nominees come out here on the eighth and see, you know, uh, where either of those films or the actors involved uh, land. So, uh, but yeah, that's good. Uh, getting, getting caught up on some stuff. We watched uh, the documentary Attica uh, last night. That's free to watch on uh, Amazon. Uh, it, I, it, the, the story of Attica is something, is something very sad and, and crazy that that happened, but it's unbelievable to me that the footage of this event like exists and was allowed to exist and still exists. Um, so definitely watch it. It's a, yeah. it's an important, yeah. it's an important story and uh, it's important to, you know, not let uh, stories like these uh, get lost to time. So uh, check that yeah. out on Amazon. Um, it's probably going to hit up there for the documentaries. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but for now, Michaela, We need to uh, get a cocktail made up and chat about this week's film. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back. Well, in this week's film, we're headed to the amazing place of Colombia. And what better way to toast this amazing film than with a cocktail inspired by the country and the flag. So this week, yeah, we're uh, doing a cocktail and it's called the Colombian. Um, And yeah, it... It looks just like the the flag of Colombia. It's really cool looking. It's it's weird how it works and comes together, and uh, it's pretty fun, pretty delicious. And there's a couple of different versions of this one out there, but this one comes from MakeMeACocktail.com. 
Um, and they give you parts in this. So you can basically mix this up as large or as small as you want to. But uh, when Michaela and I made ours, we used a half ounce um, for the parts. So, you know, it, it still comes together. It's, it's a pretty big drink. So you're going to need a, a hefty vessel, but uh, pretty simple to throw this one together. And it looks really fun. So Michaela, why don't you run through this one for everyone? Sure. So we're going to start with the good stuff. It's two parts vodka, six parts orange juice, one part lemon juice, one part grenadine, and one part blue curacao. And the way you're going to make this is you're going to mix the vodka, OJ, and lemon. Okay. You're going to mix that all together and you're going to pour that over some ice. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to do the grenadine. Don't mess this part up because we did this and it was a mess. So do it correctly. Do it the way we say. (laughs) Um, The next part is going to be the grenadine. Okay. And you're going to pour the grenadine down the side. You can use like a spoon to kind of have it follow the spoon down. And it's going to just bury itself at the bottom of this glass. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to do the same with the blue curacao. And so basically what you're going to get is blue on the bottom red in the middle and this beautiful kind of orangey on top, just like the Colombian flag. Yeah, that's right. Um, so the layers, yeah, kind of, kind of separate out. Um, and it looks really cool. So, uh, and yeah, it, it comes together super fast, but yeah, just gently kind of pour that grenadine and the blue curacao down the, uh, down the side of the side of the glass, uh, you know, a, a little bit, and it's going to just slip right down there and make these nice distinct layers. Um, you want to use like a tall glass, like a Collins glass or, um, you know, something like on the skinnier side, you're really going to see the layers a little bit better. Um, we tried making one in just like a, like a rocks glass and that was a little bit too big. It made our layers a little bit, you know, too thin. You couldn't really see them, see them that well. And then we did it in like a smaller, like martini type of a glass. Um, and you can see the, the layers a little bit better, but yeah, this one is a uh, super simple, um, to make it's, it's really good. It's kind of, it's tropical with like the orange and the blue curacao. Um, you get that little hit of uh, grenadine. I would say after, after you mix this up and you uh, have the layers together, I'd probably give it a stir, <laughs> you know, uh, present it, make it look nice like the flag uh, and then stir it up. Cause you don't want those ingredients uh, hitting. You don't want just a, you know, just a slug of grenadine down at the bottom you of the glass. Want no one curacao, wants that. Like coating yeah. your tongue at the end of it. Yeah. No, it is really beautiful. Um, but I do think from a flavor profile perspective, when, once it is presented to you, you want to give it a mix and, and then it's tastes really delicious. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, most of these things you probably have on hand if you have a, uh, decently stopped home bar. So you can definitely do that. Um, and if you wanted to mix one up for the kids, you could probably do that, you know, just, uh, drop the vodka out and go with your, uh, orange juice and lemon juice. And, uh, you could probably, uh, play around with like some sort of like, like pomegranate juice, um, in place of the grenadine. And then for the blue curacao, use like a, like a blue, like Kool-Aid type of a thing, or like high C, you know, like a, like a blue fruit punch. Um, you could still get those layers because the viscosities are still going to be different there. So you could definitely do that and make a kiddo version, which would be perfect because this week we're talking about the Disney animated film Encanto, uh, and your kids are going to want a fun drink. You're going to want a fun drink, uh, and you're going to want to get ready to sing some songs because that's what this one's all about, Michaela. So now that we have these mixed up, why don't we take a quick break? We won't talk about Bruno, but we will be back to talk about this week's film, Encanto. Spoiler warning for Encanto. If you've not yet seen this amazing film, you should press pause. You should go listen to it 
And I mean, listen to it because there's a ton of songs. There's a lot of music. And then you should come back with your Colombian drink or your mocktail and we can chat about it. That's right. And if you want to check it out, you can do so on Disney Plus uh, anytime your heart desires. Uh, and this one is a new one, Michaela. It came out in 2021. It was directed by Jared Bush, Byron Howard, and Sharice Castro-Smith. Uh, these animated films always get a, a couple of directors there doing the, the you know different aspects of it. Um, and this one stars Stephanie Beatrice as Mirabelle. Um, and it also stars some music by one Lin-Manuel Miranda. And the music is excellent. Uh, and the story is excellent. So let's uh, let's break down this movie for everyone. If, if you've uh, not had a chance to, to see it yet, follow along with us uh, as we go to Encanto. Uh, it's set in lovely Columbia and there's a magic house. Uh, and inside of the magic house lives a magic family, the Madrigals. That's right. And Madrigals, it's very interesting, uh, this family, because it's the grandmother who they affectionately call Abuela. She is the matriarch of this family. Mm -hmm. uh, they tell the story of how the family kind of was running away for, from some, some sort of conflict that, was, that looked pretty violent and not good. And mm -hmm. she uh, had her triple, triplets with her, right? She had two girls and a little boy. And her husband didn't survive the trip, but she did. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, she was bestowed upon this with this magic candle that really helps create the magic around her house, which they lovingly call the casita. And the town, which is called Encanto. And it's really beautiful the way they tell the story um, in the in inlays over every single kind of family member because mm -hmm. that happened maybe 50 years ago and now the three triplets have all grown up they've all had families of their own um or they've all had their stories of their own right and so mm -hmm. now the madrigal family is you know very large <laughs> there's a lot of cousins there's a lot of you know uh different people and they all have very special gifts that's right. Yeah. So uh, basically in this family is uh, as you grow up, you go through, you have like a like a party to celebrate and you're bestowed your own kind of magical power. So the town comes together. There's like a huge party at this house because, you know, the magicals, they kind of they use their powers for good. They help out the town. Um, so the town, you know, in, in turn really likes the magicals. So they get together, they throw a big party. Um, and then, you know, the kid, when they're old enough, they get to go through a magic door and then they find out what their magical power is going to be. And that's happened for all of the kids. All three of Abuela's kids and all of the grandkids have all gotten gotten their power, um, except for one kid, uh, Mirabelle, our uh, main character here. She tries to go through her door and her door uh Basically, it, it vanishes. She is not gifted a special power. Um, so she's the only one that doesn't get one. Uh, and that's that's no good. That's that's no good. She's, she still feels like she's part of the family. But uh, I mean, I guess if all of your brothers and sisters and cousins and uh, parents and rel ev everyone you're related to basically has a magical power, except for you, Mirabelle. Bummer. Yeah. And she gets teased a little bit from the town folk. They're like, oh, your magical power is denial. <laughs> you know, Um and it's kind of funny, but then it's kind of not. So there is 
um, her little cousin named Antonio, he is the next kid in line. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's his birthday. And the way this works is because uh, the casita is magical. Like every time you walk in, the staircase changes because it's making room. This house gets bigger and bigger depending on uh, how many kids there are. And when they get a door, their door goes into a room that is kind of like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so during this particular uh, time, the stairway kind of changes. So it, it the stairway kind of goes to this new area where they think the door is going to show up and it's got their name over the door and everybody has a room except Maribel. So Maribel was kind of in the nursery looking after all the, you know, being looked after by all the other kids. And mm-hmm. then Antonio, he's younger than her. So they were in the nursery together, but now he's going to have his own room. So she's going to be kind of left alone. And it's really interesting. Um, and it's, it's beautiful the way in which the family kind of comes together. There's uh, Isabel, which is Maribel's sister. And she's kind of quote unquote, the perfect one, like flowers grow wherever she wants them to. And they're all pink and purple. And she's got this long, beautiful hair and she's very graceful and she can dance and everybody thinks she's just amazing. And so she's helps with the decorating of this space for this party. And then there's her other sister, Luisa. Luisa is incredibly strong. She can lift everything. She can lift bridges and oxes. And so the town Mm -hmm. really depends on her to be able to do everything that they need strong people for. Right. And it's uh, so they all are coming together to make this happen. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So they're all the town is all there. They're there for their uh, this big party because Antonio is getting ready to walk through his door. Um, it, it's it's really sweet. Um, he wants uh, Mirabelle to kind of walk up to the to the door with him. And, you know, she encourages him to go. Um, you're you're really kind of waiting with uh, bated breath to see if Antonio's door is going to uh, really be there and open or not. But but his does. Um, he gets the ability to uh, talk to animals, uh, which is fun. So his room is like this big, crazy jungle and he goes on this uh, big, huge adventure. So uh, it's all all looking good there, I guess, for the magicals, except uh, kind of underneath it all during this party, uh, there's kind of a little rift in the house. Uh, some cracks are starting to show. Um, some things are going bad. Mirabel sees it um, and she she points it out to Abuela, but she doesn't want to hear it. Um, and she's pretty sure that, you know, some of her sisters and cousins and uh, other relatives probably saw it too, but she thinks something's going on. Um, she's trying to draw attention to it and everyone's just kind of, you know, sh- brushing it under the rug. They don't they don't want to talk about this, uh, this potential rift. Uh, and you can read into that rift, whatever you want to, uh, which is one of the neat things about Encanto. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, she, you know, I feel for Maribel because she sees these things happen and she's trying to tell people and no one will listen. And Abuela, you know, I don't want to say she's the worst, but, (laughs) but she really is a big challenge, uh, to overcome. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, you know, her intentions are always good. Um, but she cares a lot about the town and about keeping the magic, uh, in the family and making sure everybody does their does their part to help the town and mm-hmm. she almost it makes it definitely makes Maribel feel like other people are more valuable because they're more useful to keeping up this image of this perfect family and yeah doing yeah, these you, things yeah you get a bunch of um 
you know, Mirabelle is trying to help out like, like with the party and do things to get things set up and uh, especially Abuela, but you know, everyone's kind of like, uh, really you would help out more if you just got out of the way and didn't help out. Cause you don't have any special powers. Uh, you're not that useful. So, you know, just kind of, kind of get out of the way, um, really kind of push her to the side. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad. It's very frustrating, uh, for her to see this. And then, yeah, when the rift starts to happen, um, in the house and no one's taking her, taking her seriously or taking the rift seriously, um, you know, pretending that it didn't exist. And, you know, she's just trying to get some, some of her family to, uh, to support her and believe her and, uh, you know, trying to figure this out. She doesn't want the magic to go away either, even though she was, uh, not gifted with any special skills. So. Right. But the good thing about Mirabelle, my favorite part about her is not being told no. Um, so just because everyone else is going to ignore this, she is going to figure it out. And one of the things that we realize is one of the triplets, his name was Bruno. He, uh, no one talks about him and he's not part of the picture. So there's actually a moment and it's really heartbreaking when uh, at Antonio's kind of door party, um, they all take a picture and they forget to include Mirabelle. And mm-hmm. so she's really sad. Well, she realizes that, you know, they've all kind of tried to forget uh, about Bruno. He, uh, his gift was being able to see into the future. And apparently he would tell, <laughs> he would tell people uh, parts about what he saw and it would upset people because it wasn't anything good. So for example, at his sister's wedding, he said it was going to rain and it did rain. And it, you know, they thought that it was going to ruin the wedding. And so they blamed him for it. Um, There've been a couple of times where he'll tell somebody the truth about what he sees and um, they don't like it. They don't like to hear the the negative, which I think is really telling because people want to know the future, but they mostly want, just want to know the good stuff. (laughs) So when they're confronted with stuff, that's not good. um, They tend to blame the messenger. So Bruno has disappeared and no one talks about him. And it's, uh, that could be a metaphor for a whole bunch of things, but um, he still has a room in this house. Just no one ever goes into it. So Mirabelle decides she's going to go and uh, see if he had a vision or anything that might help her understand how she can help keep the magic and save the magic in the house. That's that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there is a, a very, very popular song uh, called We Don't Talk About Bruno, uh, which actually I think just this week uh, moved up the charts past where uh, Let It Go ever got. So this is, I guess, officially the uh, most popular of this uh, newer era of Disney, Disney songs. Yeah, so it, it is. Bit, uh, wow. So it is uh, it is taken over the the world by storm. We don't talk about Bruno. So, uh, yeah, you probably have that in your head, especially if you have kids. You've probably heard it, uh, you know, 10,000 times. I've only uh, gotten to hear it once uh, just when I watched the film. But uh, yeah, yeah, so we're uh, not talking about Bruno every day. <laughs> let me tell you, we're not we, talking we, about him every day. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's because I guess his uh, his gift of foresight uh, is similar to Mirabel, right? He, he was seeing things in the future that the family that Abuela did not want uh, anyone to see. So he gets kind of shunned from the family. And that's kind of what's happening, happening to Mirabelle. But she knows that Bruno might have a little bit of insight into what's happening, right? If he saw that this rift was coming, maybe he knows. So she has to go kind of on this journey to find Bruno. She goes into his room, which is, you know, no one's been into his room for you know, decades, I guess. Um, and his room is, is very cool. It's, it's very perilous. It's like up a mountain she has to go and then, uh, finds this like blue, uh, like 
I don't know, like a like a glass plate that shows the yeah. the the future kind of on it. It's in like the sand pit. Um, and it all starts coming down on her when she tries to take it. Um, it's it's really, really cool, but she doesn't find Bruno there. He's not in his room. No. No, but she does find him. He ends up saving her, I think, from running through some of these cracks, right? Mm-hmm. And turns out that Bruno has been in the house the entire time. This is a little creepy. <laughs> as a kid, I think you just kind of accept it. But as an adult, you find this really kind of off-putting. But mm-hmm. he's been living inside the walls trying to seal and seam all the cracks because he has seen them for years. And mm-hmm. he's been trying to hold this house together, which yeah, is, that's... again, a great metaphor. Yeah, that's right. He's been he's been living in the walls. It's it's really really sad um because you'll see like where he's got like a hole to like look out and he's got like a little like end of like the table kind of sat there so he can sit and have his dinner so it's like he's you know having dinner with the rest of the family even though you know everyone's we don't talk about bruno and we don't go see bruno and uh you know he just wants to be part of the family it's 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 really really sad but bruno you know he has has this gift of foresight so he can you know look into the future mirabelle asks him to look into the future to figure out you know, how, how can I fix this? Is there any way to fix this? Um, and they kind of do. And it shows, it shows like a new picture of the candles lit again, um, and Mirabelle and her sister, uh, hugging. Um, so maybe, you know, kind of reuniting the family, you know, fixing, fixing that's going to fix the cracks in the house. Uh, a a lot of, a lot of, a lot of metaphors, uh, going on there. Um, but you know, but sister's not really that. Isabel. Yeah, is, <laughs> she Isabel's, like Isabel. Isabel's so perfect, right? Isabel, Isabel's so perfect. Um, it, it's really funny when she goes into her uh, room to see her, and she's like, "Ah, oh, we should, we should just hug it out," you know. Even though you can tell they definitely have a lot of contempt for one another. But one of yeah. one of the neat things about this story is as it goes around from the different, you know, members of you know the family, the the sisters and uh, cousins, all that stuff is, you know, all of the all of these people have a special like magical ability, um, but it doesn't really alleviate them. Like her uh, one sister that's super strong, you know, she talks about, you know, when the cracks start happening and she starts to feel a little bit weaker, you know, she talks about all the, all the pressure, all having all this like literal, like weight on her shoulders all the time. Um, You know, her uh, sister, Isabel, you know, she, you know, everyone thinks that she's beautiful and, and perfect and has this, you know, perfectly like charmed life, but that's not, you know, really all it's cracked up to be all the time. Uh, people kind of underestimate you. They don't really see you as anything other than that. So, you know, so it, it goes around and it, you know, paints like a really good portrait of just because you have some special ability that doesn't alleviate you from having, you know, pressure and uh, disappointment and sadness. And uh, I think that's really important. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, at the end of her conversation, of Mirabelle's conversation with Isabel, Isabel finally lets it all out and they start yelling at each other. And Isabel says, look, I I don't want this perfect life. I don't want to do flowers, (laughs) you know, because flowers kind of move wherever she goes and they're all beautiful. She wants Mm -hmm. to make like succulents and, you know, make fabrics and that are brightly colored instead of all this pink and purple pretty everywhere. And she's supposed to get married. Isabel is supposed to get married to this, this gentleman. And it actually, there's a big ceremony that was supposed to happen. And it kind of gets ruined because of Mirabel trying to let everybody know that the house is falling apart and people don't want to listen. And so it it gets, it gets very, um, it kind of gets 
not ruined, but he ends up not proposing the way he's supposed to and mm-hmm. which upsets Abuela and all of that. But she, Isabel confesses to her sister that she doesn't even want to marry this guy. And, you know, it, and Louisa, you're right. Uh, her gift is really weighing down on her, you know, mental and emotional health because everybody depends on her to do everything. They don't, they're not learning for themselves how to build bridges. They're just asking her to keep moving them and mm. things like that. So every single gift is really a curse in and of itself. It's not 100% good, every gift, which I, I agree with you. I think it's great. The kids, because um, this is supposed to be a children's show, right? It's got a lot of really great themes that, hey, somebody might be really good at sports or somebody might be really great at singing, but it's not it doesn't mean that their life is going to be that much easier. Everything comes mm-hmm. with both good and bad, right? Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so the, the cracks are there and we find out and eventually the house, you know, it just can't, it just can't sustain all these cracks. Uh, the house crumbles, the candle goes out, um, kind of everyone's special abilities, uh, you know, are starting to wane and uh, they can't use them as uh, frequently um, and all of, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and here at this point, you know, it's <laughs> Mirabelle's, you know, kind of point has been proven. She's like, I, I told you that the house is going to fall down. We need to uh, get this candle relit. Um, they're not able to do it. Um, you know, and the, and the family, you know, quite literally just kind of breaks apart uh, with the, the crumbling of this house. Uh, but what you have then um, is you have the town, uh, they come back together and they say, we can, we can rebuild the house. You know, it, it's just a house. Um, we can do that. We can do that for you. They they want yep. to do that, help the family get back together. The family was, you know, really important, really, you know, gracious with the town and the town wants to to kind of repay them. So they help them rebuild the house. We find out um, why Abuela, um, you know, how how this uh, kind of magical power came to be, you know, when they were when they were fleeing and her husband died and uh, she had this family They she got this great gift of this magical power um, and you know, she, she kind of realizes, I guess, that she eventually put, you know, the importance on this magical power above, uh, the real important thing, which was, uh, you know, her family and keeping her family together. And that's ultimately, you know, what, what fractured, uh, this house and caused it to collapse. So, uh, yeah. So Mirabelle kind of, kind of brings everyone back together, right? She has a, a very lovely little scene on the uh, side of the river there uh, with, with her grandmother and uh, they talk it out and that's nice. And, you know, some, uh, the cracks can be mended now. So the cracks can be mended and Abuela really has to have a gentle, but hard look at her own behavior. And she accepts that, you know, it was really important to her to keep this family together in, in the way that she thought was the right way, but Mm -hmm that doesn't really work for everybody. (laughs) And so, um, and really at the end of the day, you know, Mirabelle's gift was bringing everybody together and realizing that they didn't have to be perfect um, to be able to keep the magic. And so there's this really amazing scene where they kind of all come back together to rebuild the, the house. And, you know, now Louisa is still strong but she's feeling more confident that she is, you know, other things as well. That's not all she's useful for. And mm-hmm. Isabel is making cactuses and succulents everywhere. <laughs> and, um, and that's really cool. And, you know, everyone's kind of coming back together. Um, even Bruno comes back. Even, 
even even Bruno comes back. And yeah, the family is back. The town has helped them rebuild the house. Uh, you know, they're back together. So the candle reignites. Uh, the uh, house comes back to life. Um, it's it's really cool. The kind of the way that the house moves around, and and that's our story. The family is is reunited. They're able to you know kind of work past their differences, have a have a conversation about it, and come back together. Because in the end, the family is what's important. And that's right. And that is Encanto, Michaela, Disney animated film. Uh, yeah, this one is was pretty good. I. I had high hopes. I was very interested in in seeing it, and then uh, finally got the chance to watch it. We wanted to talk about it. It's um, most definitely going to be nominated for an Academy Award, so that that helped too. Uh, getting that, but tell me about Encanto. Was this a was this an early watch for you? You have the have the kiddo, so yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as it came out, we watched it. Um, I have to say, I think that um, if you watch it without the subtitles you only get uh, 80% of the story um, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of Spanish speaking in the, in the songs. Um, so if you're bilingual, that's amazing. Uh, and, uh, but if not, I really recommend watching this or rewatching it, maybe not the first time, but rewatching it with the subtitles so that you can understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I saw this, I thought it was okay. I loved the animation and I loved the music. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't, I don't really understand, like, well, it's just the worst and I don't get it. I mean, and then I watched it with the subtitles um, to make sure that I understood what was going on in the Spanish, because I think I speak Spanish, but maybe I missed it. And there were some things I, in fact, did miss. And it's so beautiful. Some of the songs and the lyrics um, really uh, more about, hey, we're, we're different and we're not always going to have control over the differences in our family. Mm-hmm. But if we choose to be family and we choose to love each other, we see through that. And that's what actually can make us stronger. And it's really a beautiful, a really beautiful thing, I think, for uh, children to see. There's a lot of really great themes in mm-hmm. this that are uh, great for kids. And I think kids learn it, but it's not um they, they kind of sneak it in there because it's it's not uh as you know it's more symbolic than just saying mm-hmm. hey it's okay that we're different kind of thing it's right and disney slash pixar i mean they are great at having these kind of growing up more mature themes through children's shows um, mm-hmm. so everybody can enjoy it because i found myself learning about my own family through this film right yeah, the yeah they definitely they definitely do. One of the really magical things about this story and the way that they tell it is, I think that it doesn't really matter like what your kind of kind of upbringing um, and your station in life is. You can find ways to reflect yourself into the story, so it, it doesn't matter. And you can you can learn those lessons, you know, whatever kind of uh, struggles and traumas and you know, just, uh, hardships, you know, any, any kind of thing you're facing in your own life, you can see that playing out here in this movie. And I think that that is really, really cool. This film looks unbelievably good. It looks so good. Um, I was earlier this year, I saw 
Raya, the last dragon. And I was watching it and I was like, I don't think animation could ever look better than this. And then I watched Encanto and I'm like, this is unbelievable. It is so bright. It is so vibrant. The, the movement and motion in it is so fluid. Uh, it looks, it looks unbelievable. Um, and the music, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, the music is great. Um, it definitely sounds like Lin-Manuel Miranda. A lot of his kind of musical yeah. uh, tones are are similar. So you definitely you definitely can tell that it's him. But um, I really, really like the the first song, the one that Mirabelle is doing kind of through the town where she's like laying out the kind of the story of what's going on. That one's really cool. Um, I like the one with her, uh, her sister, the, the strong one, uh, uh, Louisa. Um, I like Louisa's song where she's talking you know, about all of this uh, weight that she's carrying and uh, things when she's trying to kind of get her recruited to the side of the team that can see these cracks and, you know, uh, appreciate that, that those are there. But yeah, I just, I, I really, really like this film. I, I thought it was just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, um, it's definitely going to be nominated uh, for the Oscars and it's probably going to win um unless there's some dark horse you know out there that we haven't yet seen um just because of the animation and the music but i i really loved all the themes i mean this was a very layered story mm -hmm. and the more you see it um the more i think that you'll pick something else out of it that you don't see the first time right. the attention to detail is just amazing so yeah if you have not seen it um yeah we we totally told you to watch it before listening to us, but um, please go watch it. It's so worth it. Even if you don't have kids, I promise you'll enjoy it. It's going to be really good. Yeah, that's that's right. So definitely uh, give the soundtrack a listen. Give this a watch. Um, even if you haven't watched it yet and we just told you the, the whole story, it's definitely worth the watching it just so you can see how gorgeous it looks and, uh, you know, get all of the music and all of that stuff. So and when you do that, you should also mix yourself up a Colombian cocktail because it's delicious and it's fun and it's pretty. Um, and you should do that. And you should send us pictures of yours because we want to see what yours looked like, how they turned out. Um, and we want to know if uh you don't talk about Bruno is your favorite song of 2021, 2022 so far. Uh, let us know all of that stuff because we want to hear it. And you can do that on our social media. It's at drink the movies on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com slash drink the movies. Uh, if you want to see pictures of our Colombian cocktail and get episode recaps, all that good stuff, you can do that on our website, which is www.drinkthemovies.com. And you want to going to want to uh, bookmark that website because when the Oscar nominees come out, we're probably going to be doing something awesome with the Oscar pool, just like we did last year. So keep an eye on that coming, you know, shortly here in the next couple of weeks, once we get the nominations out and the best way to prepare for the Oscars is to follow along with us. And where can they do that, Michaela? You can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere where anchor podcasts are distributed. We do two drops a week, so I'd appreciate it. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Um, we've got a really great community, and this is Oscar season. And as Brian just said, we're getting deep into Oscar predictions. We're going to have some new cool swag out for the Oscar season. So subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get the Drink the Movies out there. That's right. Absolutely. Um, and now just of a couple of weeks ago, we are available to be listened to on Stitcher if that is your podcast platform of choice. So check us out there. Um, and yeah, definitely leave us a review on 
uh, Apple or on Spotify. They have a review stars on there too. We'd appreciate uh, any of those. And yeah, for now, Michaela, uh, I want to mix up another one of these Colombian cocktails. I'm going to go down. I'm going to tell uh, the Alexa to play the Encanto soundtrack. And yeah, I'm just going to just going to make a day of it. What do you say? I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this one. And we will talk to everyone next time on Drink Drink the the movies. Movies. We don't talk about Bruno. Or we do talk about Bruno. Let's always talk about Bruno.